Hi, and welcome to the Dewing Grain podcast. Dewing Grain are independent and local grade traders. From seed supply to harvest movement and storage contracts, they can offer you the best strategies to achieve the highest prices for your harvest. Each week on our podcast, we begin with the Dewing Grain Market Report, giving you up-to-date information and analysis, followed by Farm Chat, where we catch up on agricultural issues with a guest or two while sampling a beer. Andrew's favourite bit. So let's start with Andrew Dewing and this week's Market Report. Welcome to the Market Report. What follows are my thoughts or gut instincts on what the market is going to do. It is not an instruction to trade. Any decision to trade is yours. Market Report for week commencing 6th of September 2021. I listened back to the original podcast where I predicted that I would try and say what was going to happen in the next seven days with wheat prices. I haven't kind of stuck to that rigidly. I just say generally what I think is going to happen in the longer term. But if you're going to judge it on a weekly basis, the price of wheat's sort of down at the bottom end of its range at the moment at 191 on the futures as I record this, which makes X Farm for November something in the region of 183, which is still a really good price. There's a bigger discount to futures now because the haulage price has gone up and it's got to go up. The consumer's confident he's going to buy at a futures price or a pound over at the moment. I do see that relationship changing somewhere down the line because at the moment there's no point selling it to a consumer I'll just shove it in store and tender it. With that in mind, I actually think that there's wheat coming to market with a slightly drier forecast and I think that one or two people will start to get a bit tight for wheat in terms of space to tip it if it keeps coming in wet. Hopefully, if there's enough dry stuff to satisfy the consumer, I think there might be a little pressure downwards. I just don't see many farmers in the mood to sell at the moment. Now, whether that's right or wrong is based upon much bigger things than us. But the UK has feed wheat. There is a lot of feed wheat in the world. So we have got a surplus of it. There is a diddy bit of export going on. Not enough to clear the surplus. But the control of when it comes out is in the farmer's hands. And I think they feel a little battered and bruised. And I don't think they're going to be readily selling it that aggressively as we go into the autumn. There's a very, very long way to go to next harvest. So with that in mind, currently value 183x for November, 82x for October. September is now kind of distress harvest movement price. We are paying £9 under the futures bid price delivered into store. Now, one or two merchants still paying £6 under have a very close look at their claiming structure because that might put you off bearing in mind your grain is wet or low kilo weight. I don't think for one second we're not going to fill our sheds. We're having it thrown at us because people haven't got the capacity to take it. So wheat, still really good prices. Yes, there's some hefty drying charges coming everybody's way, but at least the stuff's getting cut. We're getting somewhere now, and that's where we're at. If you look at feed barley, well, it's traded as high as 170x. It's probably just off the pace of that at this moment. There doesn't seem anybody in the mind to sell feed barley. I do think there will be more feed barley coming onto the market as the tail end of the spring barley gets harvested and the realisation that it's lost its germ in a lot of the cases. Not all, but in a lot of them. Malting barley, we're kind of not really involved in the spot market any more than we're absorbing the tonnage we're obliged to absorb. It's very difficult to place barley. These tail end ones that are failing as feed that I've actually got nowhere particularly to put at this moment, if it's 18-19% moisture, I'm coping with it. I'm sure we'll find a place. We're just trying to reinvent where that place is at the moment and it's not as easy as all that. So feed barley, if it's dry, 170x. If it's not dry, it's less than that. By about a tenner, I reckon, because it's got to be dealt with. But anyway, we'll see what we can do if we're confronted with one of our friends. Oilseed rape is up to 470. 
I'm not going to go on about that. I think everybody wants to wait for £500 a tonne, which is kind of how it is. Whether it gets there, whether it doesn't, I don't think anybody really gives a damn at the moment. There doesn't seem to be a threat to it. I guess the biggest threat to me in all of these markets is the dynamics of politics. If we had a, you know, now the Americans have run away with their arms in the air shouting, I surrender, pretending we won, we won, then, you know, is China going to walk into Taiwan? Are they going to claim the South China Sea as theirs and get out? Something like that, if it occurred, would drop commodity prices very dramatically. The realisation of COP26 being COP out 21, if the green energy, someone actually turns around and says, do you know what, producing maize, using all of that diesel to actually produce a crop that then produces a replacement diesel is a complete waste of time and doesn't actually save anything whatsoever. It's just a gimmick. In the end, what is the net carbon position on that? It's nuts. And food prices are through the roof. And I think the biggest motivator for governments in the future is food prices through the roof. So expect the Americans to renege on the obligation to put biofuel into the fuel mix. I think they're going to let the big oil companies off because they're big lobbyists in the States. Call me a cynic. And I'm afraid the COP26 is not looking healthy because the states and China are arguing at us about who's the worst polluter. The Americans are pointing at China saying it's you. Whilst if you divided it by people, a Chinese person versus an American person uses about 25% per capita carbon. So in fact, the biggest per person per capita polluter is the Americans. So there's an intense argument there and they're not agreeing with each other at all. So if those two don't agree, it's a pointless waste of time having our blustering idiot in charge of it in October. But I guess we all know that already don't we i think that's all the prices i need to give you harvest carry on we're here if you're cutting something you can't cope with we'll give you an out for it we'll give you an opportunity so with that carry on chaps and let's just hope that we genuinely get to a point in the next fortnight where i say right that's harvest wrapped up but we're not there yet thank you for listening please remember that any decision to trade on this opinion is yours If ever there was a time to own central grain store tonnage, it's now. Yeah, Grain Cantley takes the worries and stresses of grain drying and storage away. Members of the store can harvest without delay and can bring their produce in the day it comes off the combine or with discounted drying and servicing charges. Call 01493 700 or 01263 731 for details. Yeah, Grain, providing the grain handling you need. This week's podcast is as loose as it's ever going to get because we are smack in the middle of almost a half-decent weather forecast, everybody cutting crazy stuff, and so it's going to be a number of people I grab along the way. So the first person I was able to nab is Josh, and the questions I'm going to ask him, well, first thing, hi, Josh. Hello. Because Josh has been the man, our roving correspondent, who's been going around customers and going all over the county to see everybody. So we're going to start with, what's your overall observation of where we're at with Harvest? Wheat yields aren't as great as everyone anticipates. Some are good, but we always know when wheat yields are good because a farm will call up and say that good their yields are. Nobody's doing that. We had somebody I spoke to yesterday who's on the second wheat, which out-yielded his first wheat. Vine sugar beet that went in better condition. Oh, yeah, so it's after sugar beet. Sorry, the second wheat out-yielded the first wheat. Okay, Um, so the first wheet was after sugar beet and the second wheet was after... Second wheet was just, yeah, second wheet. So, yeah, but no one's shouting about yield. We've got some people saying it's really good. I think the thing that people are forgetting is that it's wet, so they're probably bringing in a few percent extra of moisture, which in itself means that they probably don't have the wheat there. Well, there's a constant white cloud above Cantley and Aylesham and all our other stores, like there's a new Pope, because of the amount of wet we're taking out of our grain, isn't there? Yeah, certainly, yeah. I think one farmer said, oh, I've brought in 100 tonnes of water. 
<laughs> yeah, well, great. That's probably the cloud that keeps raining on someone just down the road, isn't it? What self-fulfilling prophecy that one is going to be wet, yeah. I mean, so if you took, for example, you know, the west of the county, north of the county, you know, sort of sweeping, they're well on in the west, aren't they? They've kind of got on better. They are. They're definitely a lot further ahead. I now know of six people that finished, which mm. is you know six people more than I did two days ago so people are getting through it it is coming wet I think there's a few people waiting to fill their sheds with next week's weather forecast but my fear with that is that every week you go oh next week's better next week's better and it hasn't been yet well the other thing in September is you know the sun is up a lot later it it isn't anywhere near getting over the morning dew until sort of 10 o'clock and that can be quite wet and then it comes in much much earlier in the evening doesn't it? it's not many hours that are actually dry it does actually one of the farmers locally very locally to here just started his winter barley harvest <laughs> yesterday yeah, which is true yes it's, yeah. that's a special case <laughs> so the west is okay the north of the county sort of going from i don't know the sort of trimmingham westward you know salt house and all that they're largely there aren't they yeah they are they're pretty much there and actually the spring barley yields on some of that land was really good like yeah double what it normally is yeah but then others five miles away have been not so great yeah like poor i mean we've seen probably from that area the later barley some of the ones that have actually failed most on germination and yeah. discolored grains haven't we definitely and then if you were to take the east of the county pretty much east of chroma down towards yarmouth that pocket there's actually still a lot of good barleys there there's one that we saw the cut this week is the best sample we've actually well, seen broadland every single year broadland delivers the spec it just does might be damp coming in but certainly stuff cut this week we were very skeptical about but some of those broadland barleys are absolutely fantastic aren't they really good quality definitely and actually largely kilo weights are obviously improving when it's dried so anyone fearing poor kilo weights shouldn't have to worry too much we've got obligations to supply molsters with a large amount of barley and i'm reasonably confident that most of it is in the right hole we've had to make a judgment on some of it which may be i don't know we'll see borderline we're going to shove sample after sample in front of molsters and see what's tolerable but there's less and less barley going to be available because of what's left in the field still Definitely. And actually, on one for anyone that's got wheat sold for, say, November, and they're expecting consumers to take it at 16% or 17% or for 16.5%, they're actually not going to. Most of them will take up to 16 but they won't take a whole day's worth up to 16 So that's worth understanding that if you've got some stuff that's on the line, it's probably better to just bite the bullet and get it dried than not, because you will get rejected. And I spoke to a consumer, and their fear is that if they have too much wet stuff that goes into the grind, it then goes mouldy and they can't sell it. There's a consumer that's saying exactly that with some wheat deliveries. There is bins that have been held up because everything's come in wet. There's a point at which they'll say, I'm sorry, you can't have any more. Yeah. So consumers will be, but they need a whole days of dry to bring in some wet. They can't have all wet. It doesn't work. No, absolutely. So the moment the bulk of the tonnage still to harvest is in which area? I suppose Broadland's the yeah, most. Broadland's still got quite a lot to go. West Norfolk, I think there's definitely a few people hanging on because they think it'll dry out, and I kind of hope for their sake that it will, but they're really hanging on, and they've held on for probably too long now. Yeah. The kilowatts so far are holding up on wheat, aren't they? Yeah, they are, yeah. I'm putting that down to the cooler weather and then the fact that it isn't just like suffering from heat and moisture. It's 16 degrees constantly, if you like, and that's really great news for us because the key market we're aiming at is going to be the futures market and tendering. And I think for us at the moment, it's the same price as delivered, so it's the best market for us. Uh, in saying that, the stores haven't yet sent the forms out for registration, which is late. 
I'm told there's a confined space in which you can uh, actually make your application. So whether they make it a bit more difficult, bearing in mind last year's issues, then we shall see. But hopefully we'll be able to pass the test on the well-established stores that we've been running in the last few years. But I'm a bit nervous about not seeing the forms yet. So what else, Josh? Because you obviously trade our seed book. There's something you wanted to talk about. Yeah, everyone should be aware, and there are a lot that aren't, but they should be. There's a massive haulage problem, and it's a big problem for bulk grains, but it's going to be an even bigger problem for seed. There's quite a lot of small haulage firms who might just work in a certain area. Let's take just a Norfolk-based one that just goes around Norfolk, delivers Norfolk mills, Norfolk homes. Well, some of the boys we're using. Exactly. We're going to ask Andy the question about how he feels about this haulage shortage, and we'll let him have his own words on it. So... Local firms doing bulk grain is reasonably straightforward. Yes, because largely, without taking any away from them, they're all local guys who just, you know, they want to live in Stalham or North Altrim or Cromer or wherever. That's kind of where they want to be. And they're not going to be poached by Tesco's or by Amazon because they don't want to go to Slough every week. But these curtain cider ones, they are the ones that are going to be poached by Tesco's, by Amazon, because they get large upfront pay, they get, you know, good whack, and they're relatively easy. They haven't got to go around to farms and unload stuff off a farmer who might be late or doing whatever. And for one, the haulage is going to be really tight on curtain ciders everyone's got to understand that Mm. and two so much the crop is either out in the field wet probably losing germination or in the shed wet and they can't produce it what's happening with the seed that's wet have they got to get it dried in order to get it through the process essentially yeah i think seed companies are actually kind of a bit kinder because they all say right this is going to be planted in two weeks time or three weeks time so we'll take it up to 16 and a half percent Mm. and then they'll just dress it and they know it'll be okay for a couple of weeks probably won't be okay for a year but it'll be okay for a couple of weeks but they can't take 18% they can't take wet and that's where the bulk of the stuff is yeah there's going to be a problem we haven't got a massive seed book and there's an element of never wanting to whip people into a frenzy but the dynamic of the message you're saying is it's going to be difficult to get your hands on some seed there's lots of screaming going to occur and everyone's going to expect seed delivered if they actually sat down and thought about it there isn't any dry seed it isn't getting processed, and there's definitely going to be a lack of the people who actually can't seed around because and, they've been poached. And <laughs> the fact that there's you know 40 varieties on the recommended list, and if you're a seed producer that's got three lines of production, that's almost impossible because you've got to keep changing them. It's okay in the normal, you know, I say a normal year, but the last four or five years where you've got eight to 12 weeks worth of production. This year you've got six weeks probably at a push so what's your plan we're actually okay at the moment but we're just going to be honest with people and say look it's not going to be there by this date it will be here by then so i'd rather from our point of view our key is grain trading Mm. and we don't want to lose a relationship with someone grain trading based on a seed order so i'd rather just be honest and open with them and say look if you can get it from frontier agri anh or whoever it is go and do that because they're they're going to promise it and they're not going to deliver it either yeah and that's that's up to them to just have that used to letting people down and we always when every other seed merchant always says that this is going to run short we've always said no it'll be fine and we always have been able to deliver on that promise Mm. but this year it could be a problem we've got craft haven't we yeah we've got craft so the key thing for us is to make sure that we have got supply to winter into malting barley is our key one because previously we used to have farmers turn up you know four or five different varieties and it was impossible to store or trade or you know have any consistency with we now know what we want and that's why we got into yeah that's in that's processed we have it sitting there and it's ready to go so you can give us your craft orders everybody and spring barley is easier because that'll be a lot later in the season so that's not a problem what about wheat what are we going to do about that just say I think we've got some on the floor but not a lot and which particular variety Gleam Xtays which will be popular we are going to try a new variety called Champion which seems to have done really well which is from a smaller producer called DSV but we're going to try and get a seed crop of that grown just to see what that looks like 
And do you think, and we've got that, definitely we can supply those three varieties for sure. Well, Champion, not so much, but that's more for next year. But Gleam, Xdays, we can supply most things, but they're the ones we've got on Gleam the floor. Gleam, we definitely know we've got some on the floor. Yeah, we definitely know we've got we some get stock, that. so we'll do that bit. We'll make whatever promise someone wants on that, but other than that, yeah, yeah, go on. But then, sorry, just on the Gleam, even though it's on the floor, it's still two weeks of delivery. Yeah. So that lorry thing is going to kick in regardless of whether we've got the Yeah, we have, as you probably may or may not know, we've got a truck with a trailer which can take two tons, two and a bit. So we can do that in exceptional circumstances, but we're not going to be doing it regularly, even though we probably would have a job for somebody full time to do it. Yeah. But we're not going to do it. Let's go back to the harvest side of things. When do you reckon we'll finish harvest? I mean, the forecast for five days, according to your favourite weather forecast. I think a week. You think you've got a week? I think if everyone's sensible would be a week. If you've got those people that keep holding off, waiting for it to become dry, when it almost certainly won't, because it is well, September. They have to, because they haven't got any capacity to take it wet. Precisely. There's a lot of people that don't have the experience that you have of seeing wetter harvests. You know, thinking about the people my age that have probably just got into now starting to make these decisions. Mm. They've got loads still to combine, but they're just ignoring it, thinking it will come dry because every other year has been dry. True. We try and tell them, don't we? But, I mean, the interesting thing for us is the volume of people that we've been trying to help by providing dry grain. And, you know, we provided a service of letting them have dry grain back for bringing wet in. And, yeah, there's crazy drying charges going to be occurring. But in the end, they've got the harvest, haven't they? Which it's very clear how few facilities there are in this industry nowadays. People have not invested and the price is being paid. Definitely. I actually wouldn't be surprised if there's soon to be a small premium over futures for delivered wheat if it's dry. Because I just think there's just, I can't see where it's coming from a lot of this stuff. Well, certainly September. Yeah, September, yeah, yeah. I don't mean November, but I mean September, a very short time. Yeah, I think some of the acreages that farmers have committed to with the piece of paper and a combine, I can do this many acres, it means it's going to go beyond a week, by the way. I mean, the yeah, weather yeah. forecast, your weather forecast said five days of dry, right. whereas Carol Kirkwood's giving us, or BBC's giving us, nearly ten days. Yeah. There's a farmer was... I was talking to, because we've had northerlies for this whole last week, haven't we? And there's a farmer I was talking to that said, every time the tide comes in, it rains. <laughs> Which probably isn't, I don't know, actually. You might not be, like, you might be right on that. But it's it has like been a wet Twice week. a day, isn't it? That is... Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Anyway, I think in a week, hopefully, if people are sensible with dry weather next week, we'll be all right. Okay, and you're holding up, you're not too, uh, too knackered with it. Also, I've got a few tired people about the place. Yesterday morning, I was late. I'll be honest, I was late into work, which was... I got in at half eight, and I was the second person in, which is a bad sign. That's a one-off. It was a classic, because we had a farmer's wife who spat the dummy because we weren't all in, because she was there early, and it was... We're terrible people, and obviously farmers' wives work harder than everybody, as we know. Mm. Don't mention the deadhead roses, but the irony being that Andy, who is normally... His job is to be in first thing in the morning, had to go to hospital for a check, so he wasn't in, and it was a day when someone turned up. Lads were outside, but she was really miffed with us. And, uh, you know, she didn't actually turn up at 9.30 last night to see Webby and I just closing the office doors going you know did we have to drink that whole barrel no we didn't it really was a late finish and the hours are being done by everybody I mean especially the guys out in the stores I was going to grab Rob and see on this podcast and say you know how you feeling Rob and I've had a conversation with him this morning I thought nah (laughs) I think yeah they're going to earn their money they've worked really hard this year all of them haven't they yeah, so, right, I'm going to go and grab Andy now and just ask him straight from the hip questions about haulage. Cool. So, yep, thank you. Thanks, Josh. I've got Andy with me now, who's got the pleasure of doing the logistics management for our business this year. All right, Andy? Morning, morning, morning. Yeah, yeah not too bad. Feeling fresh as a daisy? Always feels fresh as a daisy. Harvest not getting you down at all? 
No. <laughs> actual fact. It's complete contrast to what it was last year. Last year I thought it was probably a bit of a lord means a false sense of security. Yeah. But then this year it's been completely different. Challenging but absolutely fine. The biggest question that has to be asked in this industry because there's some companies that are not moving their grain and it's all about haulage. Yeah. How are you finding it? To be honest, not so much of a problem. That mainly comes down to... Are we glib and like smug about this? Because I'm a little bit glib and smug about it. I shouldn't be. I know it's all going to go wrong any minute. I'm a little bit smug only for the fact it all comes down to the relationship you have with the hauliers. Yeah. If you've got a good working relationship with them. I phoned a haulier this morning and said, hypothetically, farmer phones me today, needs some grain moving. When can it go? Monday. Yeah. And that's only because of the relationship you've got with them. Am I sensing through the vibes of this podcast some trade envy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Josh touched on something. He said that Hawley's in this corner. You know, this is a bit like Caleb on Jamie Clarkson's farm. Didn't want to go to London or didn't get off the bus when he was yeah. a kid. You know, local Hawley's in Norfolk don't seem to want to travel too far, do they? No, they don't. Not particularly. They like their little patches. Occasionally, yes, they will go further afield. They get a nosebleed if they go to sort of... Yeah, <laughs> to go a bit too far. other side of like, Kings Lynn. Oh, quick turnaround. <laughs> Take the family for a camping holiday if they go into Lincolnshire sort of thing. Yeah, everyone in the truck, off you go. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Generally, on the whole, it has actually been pretty good. I think from a strategic perspective, it's obviously storage is something that we do and other people don't. And obviously being open very long hours has helped because they know if they get a job, they can keep going and keep going, can't they? And working with the store intake guys. I mean, the other day, Tommy, anonymous surname, so no one nicks him for haulage jobs, was in the yard and they said, look, we've got one bin I need to dry tonight and there's one load left on that farm over there. And I know it's really late, but will you go and get it and we'll stay open for you? And he went, yeah, all right, mate. You know, because he knows that there's lots of time the favour works the other way so it's that sort of stuff that helps stuff get moved isn't it it is and it's because you've again you've got that relationship with the hauliers mm. you are able to do that if you haven't got it I guarantee the answer would have been no as soon as I'm done I'm going home yeah. um, and like you said with us working longer hours especially the was it last Saturday we were in and we got so much done in that morning yeah. to get so much more yeah. grain the way the moved. weather went yeah. yeah, because we were able to get people on the Saturday when everyone else exactly. was doing whatever they do yeah. so Monday, Tuesday we were ahead of the game I agree that yeah. there's moments like that and working at the weekend is not fun and everyone gets grief from their partners and everybody for you're not there for this, that and the other but the reality of a harvest like this is it's got to be done isn't it and not being at work is it's old fashioned and going to work on a Saturday and, a, and bank holiday Monday and it's like oh yeah you're just doing it to get a medal or something but the reality Reality is just every now and again you have to do it, don't you? It's not a case of it being, I don't view it as old-fashioned. That's just, if job needs to be done, you do it and you mm-hmm. get it done. Yeah, okay, I got a bit of tongue-in-cheek grief from the missus. Going, oh, you're hardly here. I was like, yes, but... Um, Who are you? I'm, I'm working, <laughs> yeah. yeah walking, the kid, walking and the kid screams, who's this? It's like having a new boyfriend, darling. <laughs> <laughs> He goes away for three, four days and comes back a new man. <laughs> Slightly unshaven and a bit smelly, but yeah, here yeah, I am. Yeah, smelly? Oh, no. But because we were able to come in on that Saturday and the bank holiday Monday, Tuesday wasn't a car crash. No. Had we have not, and we come in Tuesday with everything built up over those couple of days, yeah. we would have been fighting our tail for it. But no, it was a good idea. And like you say, we got so much done, so much more organised, and you can then stay on top of things, which is really so, important. The key message is haulage problem. What haulage problem? Yeah, I will be really smug in this point and say, yeah. I haven't Brain got trade. one. Listen, I haven't got one. I know we do our own podcasts, this is us advertising ourselves, but boy, oh boy, aren't we the best. <laughs> <laughs>
And we are, and the only reason we are there is because, again, you've got such a good relationship with the hauliers. Yeah. And there's so many more hauliers that we brought back on side that we didn't used to use before, which are brilliant for us. Yeah. And we can get so much more done, which is fantastic. Yeah, I think you're being a bit modest. It's something to do with you as well, Andy, possibly. Possibly, but love, I won't touch on it. Love that. modesty. <laughs> right. The last person I'm going to get on this conversation is uh, Webby, because he's going to have the pleasure of talking about whatever he wants to talk about and the fact that Ben isn't at work today, which he's got to have the opportunity to milk that, I think. He will milk that for <laughs> anything. He will milk that till the cows come home. All right, let's see if we can grab him off the phone. Thanks, Andy. Thank you very much. Okay, so uh, Ian, you're the last one of the trio today. Best to last. Revolving door, isn't it? (laughs) It really is back to the wall stuff. We are quite busy. This is the third anniversary, because you were there on day one. uh, Of what? Of our podcast. We're three years old. Really? Yeah. It was today. Well... Bank oh, holiday. Of course, yeah, Elsham Show. Yeah, yeah. Elsham Show, which didn't happen because of COVID. I, I've got to admit, listening back to the first one's a bit embarrassing, though. No, that's right. It's like we're a bit keen, weren't we? We're a little bit keen. Yeah, but I do like how it's evolved into something. Into loose, yeah. bad chat, gossipy sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, this harvest has been, I think it's important to discuss all of the stuff with people who are involved in it. Yeah. So the key question for you today is purely for the people who enjoy the ridiculous banter between you and Ben. I'd just like to ask you a question. What are you saying, everyone who's involved in harvest? Is that why you haven't got Ben involved? <laughs> is that because he's been on holiday for most harvest? <laughs> I can't wait for him to hear this because <clears throat> yeah, because he isn't here today, is he? No, no but it's a worthy cause. So <laughs> yeah, no, it is a worthy cause today, but yeah, no. I was going to ask you a question about the fact Ben wasn't available for podcast, so you've yeah. scored that goal, Anything else you'd like to say about him? <laughs> he's got quite into this harvest, as we all have. You know, it has been uh, all hands to the pump, hasn't it, a little bit? And he's, uh, yeah. I think as a team, actually, we've played our own trumpet, but I think we've pulled together quite well with it all. Well, people do tend to pick the phone up if it rings, and there is there's no one going jibber-jibber under the desk that I'm aware of. There's just a few tired faces around, I we're getting there. close to that moment, I think. <laughs> It's one or two. I mean, the guys outside, I think, are more tired than we are. You know, all our Harvard students leave today because of university commitments. So there is no replacement available either. So that is a bit of a worry. This is a drag of a harvest. Now we've got to do even more ourselves unless we can find someone else. Unfortunately, this is where the crunch starts to come, doesn't it, really? I suppose there's going to be a point where we do run out of space for things. We're working really hard at keeping everything running, but... If it keeps coming wet, we are going to yeah. struggle. I've got to admit, I'm not enjoying being the deliverer of some of the bad news that there is out there. You know, we are, my desk literally looks like a bomb site at the moment. We've got barley samples everywhere strewn around. The same time, and normally, you know, you see the samples, but it's, you look at a spreadsheet and you pick through it, it's like, right, nitrogen's that, the retention's bad, it's an easy way. Now we are visually looking at every single sample. Well, it's fabulous discipline, isn't it? Yeah. One would hope. I mean, I, I'm only assuming that several firms that haven't got everybody back in the office yet or I'm sure they should have do they actually ever look at samples I'm pretty certain lots of firms no longer have that physical connection there's it's a trick in this year you read what's on the bag and you think right I really hope Malting Barley's perfect if you read the bag I mean there's you know word of a few people Mm. retiring in this industry in the Malting Barley side of things Mm. people of my age and slightly older take those guys off the pitch and you've got you know someone with a blank piece of of paper thinking Malting Barley is just a commodity to trade a lot of old, I shouldn't use the word old, because I don't, I don't actually think of them as being that old, but old wise heads. You know, there's some it's guys... kind that... of you have a promotion, Ian. Well done. <laughs> Did you hear that, Ben? That's how to praise the old boy. Young boy, whatever he is. 
there is. I mean, some of the chatter going around is a bit of sad. And, you know, we were chatting about it at Ben and I in the office yesterday. There's some real personalities there. Well, listen, old school is ridiculed by quite a few young, you know, extremely IT-savvy types. You know, there's a whole load of people that think that they really have had too long in charge. But there is a dynamic about this industry that is real. It's like, you know, it's like a really good carpenter will take a really good look at a piece of wood and he will approach it in a way knowing full well how to get the best out of that piece of wood. If you don't ever look at a sample, properly look at it, Mm. and you just trade it as a commodity, I'm afraid there is going to be some almighty car crashes along yeah. the way. Now, if you don't have a store, it isn't an issue. You can just pass the buck back to the farmer. And it's like, well, it didn't meet the spec. But if you looked at it before bit, you delivered bit, it and said, yeah. this isn't going to meet the spec, you're doing the farmer a much bigger yeah. favour. That's a bit soulless. <clears throat> it is soulless. And it's not, I, I mean, from our end, yeah, we're sort of like the gritty end of it, and we are... You know, you are physically having a farmer present, you know, had one yesterday appeared in a bucket, supermarket bags, whatever. You get mm. the variety of everything and you stand there with them and you have a look at it, put it in your hand. And how it's not break, a lot of fun at times. No, how do you break the news that it's, yeah. the germ's gone? And it's like the world has ended, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But it hasn't ended because the feed barley price is really high. Is, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. But far better, far better cost now to realise that without having it on a lorry somewhere outrageous and have an intake point go, sorry, this has got this, that or the other wrong with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It isn't all doom and gloom, though, at the moment, is it? I mean, we did talk about this at the end of last, you know, chuck it all into the mix. It's not. Fortunately, the feed barley price is a really good value. So I think there are positives in it. Well, as I say, there's going to be some car crashes that people don't even know are going to be car crashes yet. They've had a report back on what the spec is. People have bought malting barley, especially at some very high prices. Let's see how they go. I mean, they're going to be more tolerant on the malting side of things. They've got to be. Certainly on skinning, fusarium exists within there. All of those things, I think, will be tolerated and be done more scientifically. But there is a bucket load of the tail end stuff, which is dead. There are some very good. I mean, we've identified uh, one particular part of Norfolk, and this really... Beggared belief because this yes, was Josh was talking about at the start of this. I really well as far as pancake, yeah. and I thought, wow, how the hell did that produce that? But it is a beautiful looking barley. Gosh, part of the county, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Norfolk does it again, mind you. We still got to deliver lots of this stuff, so we'll uh, you know we'll review <laughs> this in May next year. Okay, so that's it, Webby. That's our podcast with Josh, Andy, and yourself, with no Ben, who's another day off. absent without leave. Yeah. Yeah, so I think you won today's contest heavily, don't you? (laughs) Anyway, everybody, we're getting close to the end of Harvest. It's as I say, you've had three years of doing grain podcasts, and, you know, the same seven people are listening to it all the time, so thank you for that. (laughs) It seems to still be hitting the mark, and I love the fact that we say terrible things about people, and they still forgive us and come back and are quite nice to us. So uh, we're going to continue. We're giving it another year's worth of our wise words, so I hope you're still enjoying it, and carry on. Let's get Harvest over and uh, all get drunk somewhere. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get new episodes as they are released and follow us on Twitter. We are at Dewing Grain. Call Dewing Grain on 01263 731550 or email info at dewinggrain.co.uk. The Dewing Grain podcast is produced by East Coast Design Studio in Norwich.